To bra or not to bra, exploring a journey of life's unpredictable twists and turns, how to claim your personal power from within and lead a fun, fulfilled, soul-driven life, one epic, hilarious, insightful coffee chat at a time. Let's get real, let's get raw. This is your host, M, on bra or not to bra. Hey y'all, welcome back to To Bra or Not To Bra, where we move beyond the traditional ways that we typically think about health and personal growth and get super curious about how good life can be, embodying the fullness of who you are mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and of course, as always, having fun while doing it. Thank you so much for being here, listening to this. If this is your first time here, hey, what's up? My name's Emily. I'm your host. I'm a certified health and mental wellness coach with a passion for helping women embody their most powerful, soulful, aligned, confident, badassiest versions of themselves. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Bringing that I feel sexy AF energy to every area of your life. Also, guys, check out this merch before we even dive in. If you can't see the video, it's a tie-dye to bra or not to bra cropped hoodie, and I'm obsessed with it. It's for sale. You can get it. EmilyGolden.com slash merch. I'm in love. Join the club. So what are we talking about today? Have you ever wondered how the language of others impacts your life? Like how does what other people say to you shape you into who you are today? And what sticks with you versus what doesn't? How do you actively reprogram these limiting beliefs that have been instilled in you from such a young age? So I have all these thoughts all the time whenever I'm talking with coaches about NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, or just thinking about the importance of language myself. I know that it's important, but I, I wanted to dive in and get to more of the, the juicy details of it. So in today's episode, we're joined by Sarah V, energy healer, spiritual mentor, meditation guide, and children's book author to discuss the powerful impact of language, both our inner dialogue and the language that we receive from others. And then looking at the beauty that comes from tapping into our inner child energy, which is my favorite topic. Sarah has been on her own spiritual awakening journey for many years, and now she uses what she has healed within herself to guide others to inner peace and mind, body, and spirit balance. She helps her clients heal and let go of what stops them from living in the highest versions of themselves, looking at clearing ancestral pain and trauma so that true potential is revealed. Sarah is a bright, loving, and warm spirit, and I am honored to have her here with us on the show today we get into what it means to tap into your inner child and why we become so disconnected from this free-spirited version of ourselves as we grow up. So we look into how to tap into that inner child energy and connect with your most authentic self while remaining a responsible adult who cares about society. Sarah walks us through how we subconsciously cultivate our identity based on the language that we receive from others. This is such a cool topic, you guys. She talks about breaking through our deep limiting beliefs by reprogramming our self-talk. We also look at how and why we seek out empty fillers to keep us happy and the inevitable breaking point that comes with it. Also, 
best part about this episode, not best part, but one of my favorites is I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into the random ask question segment. Sarah asked me a very unfair question and I'm just going to tell you straight up. She asked me if I had to give up sex or chocolate for an entire year, which would it be? I still don't think it's a fair question, but you will hear my answer in the episode. Have fun, you guys. Let your free spirit come through in this one. See you in the episode. Okay, guys. So right before we got started, we listened to this song. I always ask my guests what song they want to listen to, to like pump us up and get going. And Sarah was like servant of peace by Natam Carr. She's like, it's not mainstream. You probably won't know it. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't know this, but oh my God, I feel like I'm in a transcendent state. Yeah. Right. With spiritual music, it is just a way that we can come into ourselves because we slow down we calm, we get present, we center, we get grounded, all those things. When I'm in peace, when I'm peaceful with myself, I am in very high vibration. You know, we look to music as to make us feel excited. And it's like, oh, this is a great song. But are we actually feeling that inside? So I use music to get more in tune with myself, which is high vibration. So I know that some people like all the I can't even remember people's, you know, the, the, the singer's names, but, um, I I know what you mean, like pump up music to get you pumped and like excited. It's so funny because Ascension is about self. It's about connection to divine. But when I'm running, I listen to ACDC and I, I did a really funny video, you know, that I can go both ways. You know, I can listen to this kind of music and really get centered and present in in high vibration. And then when I go running, I will listen to ACDC or something because, you know, I'm not a a fan of running, but I run because (laughs) I run half marathons and, you know, it is- Hold on, hold on. You're not a fan of running, but you run half marathons. I love running when I'm finished. It's actually, I use it now to clear my head or to feel higher vibration, more connected to myself. So it's not that I don't like it, but I'm using it in a different way now. You know, I'm using using it to move energy in me. I'm using it to, I get the best downloads when I'm running, like for my visions or things that I'm thinking about, or I get the best downloads when I'm relaxed. So I love it because of that, but it's not something that I, I mean, that's not true. Maybe I should maybe rephrase that I don't. (laughs) (laughs) we're discovering a whole new passion for running just like exercise I do it for a different reason now yes Uh, yes I I do it because I mean I'm 58 and I know that I need you know keep myself in really good shape I've always worked out you're 58 um 58 I feel like I'm in my 30s you know that's what I feel inside of me. I don't feel, I mean, that describes perfectly who you are. You feel 30. Why do you feel 30? Why do I feel 30? I think a lot of it goes back to my genetics. My grandmother who lived in England, I'm, my mother was English. She lived until she was 109. She died at 109 and her life really began when she was 85. So I think part of it is genetics and part of it is 
because I just see life through the lenses of my little girl self now. Like I'm creative, I'm playful, I have high energy, but I know how to sleep. Definitely, you know, mindset as well. Yeah. The one difference between Sarah being 30 and not a child is that she sleeps and and can sleep through the night. You can be high energy, but you also need to sleep. So I can sleep really well, but then be very charged the next day. So I think it's the two. And because I relate really, really well to children, I find that I really receive, you know, little children's energy. I am the same way. And I always tell people it's because I am a child. I just am in that mindset that they are. It's like this freedom without blocks. I don't use real words when I talk to them or anyone really. Yeah. And just like dance, there's no inhibitions, I guess. I love that because I think that the majority of us really vibe, you know, I'm an energy healer. I'm a meditation guide, but energetically we all are creative. We all are joyful. We all are like a child, but because of our programming, we tend to be serious. We tend to take things personally. We kind of feel that heavy responsibility energy. And so we forget to live like a child. I mean, in a spirit, like a child. And I still remember resonating, you know, being the best babysitter in the world when I was younger. I mean, kids flocked to me because I had this like young energy. I was always fun. I was always did crafts and creativity. And I'm, you know, the older I get, the more I'm returning back to that little girl Mm. who is now like, okay, I can play and I can be responsible. We need to have that energetic balance. in. Yes. Yes. Because I think the biggest fear that people have is like, if I tap into that inner child's energy, if I allow myself to go there, how am I still supposed to be a responsible adult? Like, am I still going to care about my job? Am I still going to care about my responsibilities and the dichotomy of that? Okay. But before we get into this, cause it's so juicy, yeah. can you tell everyone what you do? So I hate labels because my being is what I do. But the other things on the outside of me is that I am an energy healer. I'm a meditation guide. The, the coaching part, I feel like I am a spiritual teacher, you know, teaching people to get reconnected to who they truly are so that they can feel their groundedness into their purpose in the world. So it's kind of letting go of all those old stories that prevent us from really stepping into our sparkle. And now I am an, a children's book author. Um, I've created one of my little heart child book. And then I have another little children's book coming out and then a an adult version of Heal Yourself, Heal Your Children, which I'm working on right now. I would love, 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 love if you would do a reading of oh, sure. the first part of your your book. So Let Your Inner Golden Sparkle Shine is my first children's book. You know, obviously the wording is for children, but the message is for all ages, because I think as we grow, we forget about our inner golden sparkle. If you're watching the video, this is, this is what it looks like, you guys. The little girl is actually me as a six-year-old. That is what I wore every single day. I would always wear (laughs) yellow boots and I would always have like a sparkly skirt and a sweater and necklaces that I've still, I still continue to wear 
to now. I always had sticks in my hair, had little branches because I was always outside. You know, my brother and I would go out and play all day and I would always come in and I'd have leaves and sticks in my hair and (laughs) I was good with that. So this book is actually kind of an honoring to the little girl inside of me that was kind of silenced. She was very, very shy and she had to sing a song to herself about a tree in order for her to walk into a room because I was so terribly shy. That's why there's a tree in the book. This all makes so much sense because music and nature and for you both is healing. And that's what allows you to step into yourself. If you just kind of listen to the words, what I encourage, you know, if people are willing just to kind of go into their heart, you know, listen to the words from their heart and not from their head because adulting is ego where soul is our child. So if we Mm. kind of put our hands over our heart or whatever you want to do. So the first two pages are, can you see the inner sparkle within you? Hey, beautiful little you. Yes, that's right. You. I have something magical that I wanted to share, something that I know to be true, something that I learned and I want you to know too. Are you ready to feel it? Are you ready? Okay, so turn the page and I'll tell you too. You have something very special inside of you. I call it your inner golden sparkle and it's within you, in your body and in everything that you do, no matter what, no matter how you feel, No matter what you do, your inner sparkle is within you. Remember, it's there and this is what you do to connect and to find it within you. So gently close your eyes, take a deep breath, cross your arms across your chest. Notice the magic beating of your heart. Thump, 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 thump. Do you feel your heartbeat? That is you. That is your inner golden sparkle. Now I'll show you when you can believe in you. And so the whole book is, has that mantra in each page showing little children in circumstances what to do. Like how often are we told like what to do in certain circumstances? You know, we believe in our teacher, I mean, way back when, now maybe it's our boss, our work isn't right we take it personally. Yeah. They're like, you're not good enough. And then that sticks with us. Exactly. So it's just a way of really understanding that connecting to yourself is how we get through any situation, whatever it is, you just go back into yourself. You know, there are those that have a belief about church, you know, so that their higher power is God is Jesus whatever. It's the same idea. And there, there might be people out there that don't believe that, but it's really, we are all on this path to come back into who we are. But divine is just my way of knowing that there is some entity, some essence, some energy that is higher than me, that is leading me down that path. Yes, totally. Because for me, I'm Jewish. I'm not really a practicing Jew. I'm more culturally Jewish, but my sense of the divine that you're talking about, I like to look at it as source energy. It's like this vibrational frequency that connects us all and has a connection, like an overall connection to something that's greater than just you. Well, but you are great, right? So you are being connected to the greatness inside of you through the source of 
divine light. I mean, this could be a whole, this could be a whole nother. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I always say, you know, ego, ego is that unhealed child in all of us, but actually divine is your soul. It is Mm. who you are. It is what everything makes sense. Everything feels in flow. Everything feels light when we are connected to divine or source energy, which is who we are. And they always say with age comes experience and wisdom. And I've done it the other way. Like I've done it trying to be validated and identified with how successful I am, how much money I make, Mm -hmm. what kind of car I drive, how big my house is. I've done all that. It doesn't work. But what has changed for me is this connection that I feel to myself through higher source and everything has changed. Talk about the energy of abundance. You know, we're all striving for abundance. I mean, for me, having an abundant life and seeing life, everything that I do with abundance and it has changed everything in my life everything. On a personal note, I'm newly, I hate that word, single. Um, I left a 30-year marriage. We have both made the choice that we stay absolutely best friends. We are, we talk every week. We co-parent our four grown children. But I felt in the confines of a marriage, just, I mean, he was the most amazing provider, husband. He was beautiful. But my spiritual growth was higher and he just couldn't get up there. So it was very restrictive to me. And ever since I left my marriage two years ago, everything has changed in my life. I mean, and, I, and I'm not blaming that because I wanted to make sure my children all had a secure foundation for growing up. I mean, we've had definitely had ups and downs, but I felt the restrictions of this growth. And it was almost like I was just bursting out of the confines of my marriage. I don't know if you've made this connection yet, but you were talking about how you feel 30. Yes. And then you just told us that you were in this marriage for 30 years. I don't think that's a coincidence. No. Well, it's so funny because I feel like I am starting my life the way that, I mean, not that, I mean, oh my God, my, in my purpose, we're raising my children. I was a stay at home mom. I was always creative. I was like always throwing like these amazing birthday parties, you know, <laughs> all themed and all that. So I was very creative in my marriage, but it was all about, you know, obviously giving all my creativity and my love and my support to my family. And I wasn't getting it back. So I feel like I'm in this place that I feel like I'm 30 years old, starting my life, like transforming, you know, into my life. But it has been because of this connection to divine light. I feel, believe me, I have gone through massive tears and energy and, you know, getting support from my spiritual mentors. And so I don't, I haven't done this alone. And I grieve, but it's definitely meant to be. All right, y'all. If you know me, you know that I love low bucks. It's sprouted buckwheat that I put in everything. I'm always looking for something that's low sugar, high protein, high fiber, loaded with antioxidants that I can just throw into a bunch of things that I'm eating throughout the day. And 
this is it. You guys, seriously, I like stock up on it. I recommend it to all of my clients. It is the perfect game changer for adding crunch and getting in that plant-based protein without getting a crazy sugar high with traditional granolas. It's gluten-free, vegan, grain-free, paleo, organic, and best of all, it's woman-owned and run. Lil Bucks was a game changer for everything that I eat throughout the day. I put it on my oatmeal, in my smoothie bowls, on top of my smoothie bowls. I put it on toast with peanut butter and banana. And sometimes I'll just eat it straight out of a bowl like it's cereal. It is so freaking good. Please go try it. Your body and your taste buds will be happy that you did. And you can use my promo code EMILYGOLAN15 at lovelilbucks.com for 15% off your first order. All right, I think you guys understand my obsession. I hope you try it out too and it becomes a staple in your diet. Let's get back to the episode. This is perfect because the random ass question that I want to ask you has to do with you as a child. So now we're going from like... At the way beginning to 30 to 30 years later. Okay, so yes. I guess we're going into the random ass questions. Oh, yes, random ass questions. Yes, right. Are yeah. you ready? Yes, I am. And I have one for you too. So I am scared for whatever yours is because <laughs> well, mine, mine is kind of silly, but I love it. Okay, so I'm going to choose to ask you first. Did you ever have a nickname growing up? You know, that is a really, really interesting question. I wouldn't say, you know, usually you have like a cute pet name, like cutie pie or whatever, but I didn't have one of those. I had a bus, you know, when you get on the bus, I was just this kind of dorky little kid with a pixie haircut. And the people on the bus, I would love to sit in the front seat. I felt safe. But my nickname was was not kind. Um, and I'm just writing a chapter in my new book about it. But the name was Sarah Sewer Coventry. So the name derived back way back when there was a a jewelry company named Sarah Coventry Jewelry, hence the Coventry, but then they threw in sewer. So after a while, they took off the Coventry and I was just known as Sarah Sewer. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't know what it meant. I don't know what meaning I was making about myself back then, but I would pretend that I was late for the bus so I didn't have to ride the bus because every time I would get on, they would start chanting, Sarah Sewer, Sarah Sewer, you know, and kids I, I are so mean. so mean. Like, what does that mean, though? I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I know what a sewer is, but why would you choose that? I'm just writing this in my book about what about those words that changed the trajectory of who I thought I was? Yes. This is your you book know? for adults that you're writing. Yeah. Rather than calling me Sarah Sparkle, now that would have been awesome. Oh, but my goodness. Sarah- That's great. <laughs> Sarah Sparkle Shine. <laughs> So, you know, that's kind of a serious question. So I'm going to, I am going to ask you. Okay. But can um, we get into the, what you were talking about, how the language of others impacted your life? Because that's juicy. So I think, yeah, I mean, that's something that I, I absolutely am adamant when I, when I am mentoring my, no matter what women and men, that your language is huge. I mean, the language that we hear and that we resonate with and the language that you speak has vibration to it. And, you know, oh my God, what would have happened if somebody called me all my life, oh, Sarah Sunshine, rather than Sarah Sewer? I mean, how do you feel the 
the energetic with sunshine and sewer? Like, why would they, why do people go into the negativity of words? Yeah. And it can change how somebody feels about themselves. So therefore that was this resonating cycle of thinking that, okay, why, well, I, well, I know I wasn't a sewer, but it had, it had just this negative energy to it. And even back then I didn't know. And then I was called stupid. And my brother used to call me stupid all the what time. What are these S words? Terrible at math. I don't know. I was terrible at math. And he would say that I was stupid at math. So therefore, no, I had to confirm that's who I was. That's your truth. Okay. That's what we're going to talk about right after you ask me whatever scary question you're about to ask. So would you rather be celibate for a year or not eat chocolate for a year? Sarah, that's not fair. (laughs) Both are pleasurable activities and I'm all about the pleasure, you guys. Well, can you have sex with yourself? No, no, you have to totally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to choose to not, I can't believe I'm saying these words, to not have chocolate for a year. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I know I could have made that an X rating, but I think I won't because I, you know, I do have a, a fairly good image, but I feel a few things that are pleasurable, like you said. And, you know, choosing one of those is very telling. Okay. So language. Yes. Language. Oh my gosh. As an energy healer, I am all about the energy that we hold in our body. The language completely shifted for me because I started to meditate. I started to really become aware of what my inner dialogue was. Because inner dialogue is connected to the emotions that we feel in our body. So if our inner dialogue is telling you that you are not enough, you can't do something, you know, you're a failure. These were some of my inner language thoughts. This is who I thought I was. And I couldn't understand why I kept feeling this fear. Because the language, there's the Sarah Sewer again, the language that my mother used to tell me all the time. I rode horses all my life after falling off my horse. I would come in thinking that maybe she was going to give me a big hug and say, it's okay. She came in and she said, Sarah, what is wrong with you? You have a perfectly good horse. This was this language that I started to identify with. And this is what really stopped me from pursuing the things that I really wanted to do. Stopped me from finding my purpose because of language from somebody else. Of course, I wanted to do everything for my mother's love. So I'm like, oh my God, something is wrong with me because I have a perfectly good horse. There's something wrong with me. Yeah, like even if the conditions are perfect, you're not going to succeed. So what's the point? Exactly. So what's the point of doing it anyway? Because that was my identity. So what I've done for, I would say, really deep diving into my spiritual awakening, I would say for the past four years is I have literally been so awake with the language that I speak to myself and connecting to the emotions that I start to feel because emotions make the energy shift in your body, right? How did you know to start that practice? Like, did you just wake up one day and you were like, I need to change my language? You know, I have to say now that I'm my ripe old age, I feel like I have always been led. This was supposed to happen this way. You know, I always felt in the confines of my my beautiful marriage that there was just something that was off. 
like I was defensive. I was always trying to protect myself. I always felt like I was being judged. I felt like I had to prove myself. So I basically took the identity from my family of origin, you know, my identity from my parents into my marriage. So I had the same kind of emotions that I had when I was younger. Well, I just felt completely out of alignment. Like, why am I feeling these emotions? You know, any emotion that is negative, you know, guilt, resentment, anger, whatever that is, is our unhealed inner child because mm -hmm. we are not born with negativity. We are not born with fear. The only two things that babies are afraid of is loud noises and being dropped and everything else is inherited. So we are programmed to pick up somebody else's language, somebody else's beliefs. They become ours and they're not. Yeah. And there's this weird part of the equation where even though these words can have a negative soul slapping effect on you, it becomes your comfort zone. And we as humans really like to stick with what's comfortable to us. And yes. I love about your marriage because that's like the perfect example ever of that. It's like that, even though it was damaging, that's what your subconscious, your inner child was craving to be filled. I mean, I've always loved clothes, but I was wondering, you know, why do I have to keep finding these empty fillers to make me feel happy? And you know that obviously having over drinking, over exercising, over shopping, only gives you that happiness for a half an hour and then you have to start it all over again. Mm -hmm. Were right? you doing all three at the same time? Yeah. Or I was doing it all at the same time. And then I started to kind of separate them. So I would go through these like buying binges and, and all that. And that caused a lot of friction in, in my marriage. And then I would do, all right, well, that wasn't working. Well, let me, let me exercise. So I exercised twice a day where I look kind of cute, but my body was <laughs> down. Like I had injuries. I was running yeah. a lot. I had, you know, shin splints, groin pulls. I was just forcing myself like, come on, what's wrong with you? So exercising twice a day was not, that was, a, that was like my breaking point at when I was 50. I was in the absolute best shape I could possibly be in, but I was miserable. My body was breaking down. I was starving myself. You know, all those stories that you so hear. You were in the best shape you've ever been in. What does that mean though? Were you strong? Because you also were, it sounds like you were really thin. I would say best shape, meaning that I was very thin. It's mm -hmm. like, I you know, and we think, oh, thinness is what's going to make us happy. Yep. Right. So then I went on a, the opposite that I started lifting a lot of weight. I mean, I was like so strong. I mean, I'm still, I'm very muscular, yeah. but I, again, was using like, oh, well, if I can lift, you know, 185 deadlifts, then that's going to make me feel good about myself. Yeah. It's those empty fillers you were talking about. Now I exercise because it's good for me because I like how I feel. I love the endorphins because I move energy. I've been working out since I was, you know, in my teens. So it's just, it's a habit. I work out five days a week, you know, and if I, if I miss a couple of days, no big deal, but it has a different energy to it now, rather than like, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta go exercise because if I don't, then I'm not going to get the validation that yes. I'm seeking from the outside world. You literally shifted your language, shifted my language, which obviously when you shift your language, it shifts your emotions 
and it shifts the energy that you're holding in those seven energy centers in our body. Yes. Mm -hmm. Leads into your actions, which when you repeat and repeat and repeat become your habits. Yeah, exactly. So you change your mindset to change the thoughts, to change the emotions that are connected to that. And then you change the energy and, and you change the actions of how you would take inspired action in a different way. Because it's insane to think that if you do the same pattern, you think you're going to get a different result. I definitely used to be someone who eight years ago, if I was listening to this, I would be rolling my eyes. I'm a recovering eye roller. Oh my God, let's start a club. <laughs> we, we all are allowed to roll our eyes. I, there are so many things that I rolled my eyes that now I'm practicing and it's working. So if you are rolling your eyes, that's perfect. But everybody has this journey that we get to take on our own. But just open your heart and your mind to new possibilities because eventually, take it from me, I was an eye roller. Yep. And now I'm doing things in my life that there was no way that I would have thought that I'm doing them. Name one. Um, having a retreat in Sedona, Arizona in January. It's all about manifesting. This is my way of manifesting where we clear, we heal, we then nourish our bodies with chakra superfoods, and then we fill our openness with divine light, which through sound healing, I have a sound healer coming. And then we take inspired action. And we start changing the ways that we manifest. So I would say this has probably taught me more about myself, just opening and offering and hosting this than I didn't expect. Like it is all this trust in divine that everything is happening for a reason. I've been triggered about it. I've been thinking in old limited ways. So this retreat has completely deepened my trust in that higher source. I'm so excited. I can't wait to please tell me it. there are spots left. Oh yes. The couple spots left. And this is going to be a really amazing experience. I'm doing this intuitive art. There's going to be a lot of meditations. The house that we rented is in the middle of the vortex in Sedona, Arizona, which is where energy is coming naturally coming in and out of the earth. The house is amazing. It's all accommodations, all the food, the training, the sound healing. We're doing silent meditation walks. It's magical. It sounds like an adult playground field trip. Thank you for saying that. Yes, that's exactly what it is. We're going to be doing dance, going to be just letting ourselves just be play and to be creative because creativity and love are the highest vibrations. Love is going to come through the form of sound because sound is love. Sound is connection to divine, which is love. Mm -hmm. Then also creativity, which is our inner child, our healed inner child is all another really, really high vibration. So yeah, it is going to be a, like a playground. I love that. I love it. So it's Sarah V, V I E.com. And then it's forward slash your magnetic life. It's going to be so fun. And I cannot wait to create this space because I feel like when we are open, when we are healed, meaning mind, body, and spirit are all in balance, that's when we can manifest everything that we desire. Yes. Thank you yes. so much for coming on. Oh my you God. This is so much fun. Thank you. All right, y'all, this was such a fun episode. I hope you guys are ready to tap into your inner child and get that free spirit energy going. Heal yourselves, love yourselves, 
Make sure you rate, review, share this podcast if you love it with someone who you think would benefit and resonate with it. And don't forget to join the free Embody membership platform where we talk all things personal growth, health, wellness, sex, relationships, nothing is off limits. And that's where we go for our live podcast viewing parties every other Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central when a new episode drops. Also, inside the free Embody membership platform, you will find access to the five-part Embody series. It's free. It's amazing. If you want to join live, perfect. I'll put the link below. If you want to catch the recordings, also perfect. I'll put the link to the Embody membership below too. You guys, this Embody series is all about stepping into your body, feeling aligned, feeling one so that you can amp up your life. Let's get in tune. Let's step in and have a good day. All right, y'all. See you next time on the next episode. 